Welcome to Scuba Shack Radio, episode 41, recorded Friday, September 11th, 2020. Scuba Shack Radio is a bi-weekly podcast in support of our mission to empower individuals with knowledge, ability, and experience to venture underwater in pursuit of their aspirations and to advocate for ocean health and sustainability. Hi again, everyone. And I very much appreciate your tuning in to Scuba Shack Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Cincerapino. Nineteen years ago today, our world changed. With the 9-11 attacks, nothing would ever be the same. I remember being numb at first as the words of the plane crash came out. We turned our fear and anger into a national resolve to be safer and to be better. Nineteen years later, I wonder if we can find that same spirit. On today's show, I'm going to cover air quality for scuba diving, then introduce Project Aware Week 2020, and wrap up this episode with another installment of Your Next Dive. This time, we'll travel to Cocoa View Resort in Roatan. So here we go. If you remember back to your original open water training, there was probably a discussion on scuba air quality. I know in my original PADI open water manual, there was a section that discussed contaminated air. It states that contaminated air generally results from a problem with the compressor or its filtering system. It also indicated that contaminated air may taste or smell bad, but it could also be odorless or tasteless. So getting your tanks filled from a reputable source, like a professional dive store, is the best way to avoid contaminated air. So today, I thought I'd talk a little bit more about scuba air quality. First, what is scuba-grade air? There are standards established by the Compressed Gas Association, or CGA, These standards are outlined in a publication from the CGA, and that publication is G-7.1-2018. And it is the seventh edition of that publication. If you want a copy of that pub, you have to buy it. It costs $70. The CGA has outlined different grades of compressed air, and for scuba diving, that grade is grade E, or better. The grade is based on the limits of contaminants permitted. So let's take a look at the parameters for grade E. To start, the oxygen content must be between 20 to 22 percent. Next, two very bad gases to breathe, especially under pressure, are carbon monoxide and carbon dioxide. These two measurements are done in parts per million by volume. For carbon monoxide, 
the limit is 10 parts per million by volume. And for carbon dioxide, it's 1,000 parts per million by volume. There is also a limit on condensed hydrocarbons of 5 milligrams per cubic meter. Finally, we want pretty dry air with a water vapor limit of 2 parts per million. And it also states there should be no objectionable odors. Now, how do you ensure you are a reputable source providing scuba grade E air? I think about it from three perspectives. One is compressor maintenance, the second is filtering, and the third is testing. Preventative maintenance on our compressor is imperative. It's like getting the oil changed in your car, having it tuned up, and the tires rotated. By having this periodic maintenance based on either time since the last maintenance or the number of hours we've run the compressor ensures that we've covered one aspect of quality air. Along the same lines as the preventative maintenance we do is that we ensure we maintain proper filtering. We do this by routinely replacing our dual filters on the compressor. We use the grade three stage filter that contains a desiccant for removing H2O, carbon for removing odors and tastes, and finally, a hopcolite layer that acts as a catalyst for converting carbon monoxide to carbon dioxide. On a side note, hopcolite is a product made of copper and manganese developed jointly by Johns Hopkins University, that's the hop, and the University of California, and that's the Cal, back in 1918. We replace both filters at the same time. We do not cascade our filters. Finally, when it comes to filtering, we routinely drain our filters to let out any condensation. The final component of our air quality program is testing. We utilize a laboratory in Florida, Exam Laboratories, and that's a subsidiary of Lawrence Factors. Lawrence Factors has been around since 1979 when they first produced the flashboard filter cartridge for scuba. Their motto is, others make air and gas. We ensure that it's pure. They have a kit that comes, and it consists of a small air tank where we take a sample from our banks, send it off by UPS, and get our results back in a few days. And boy, do we feel really good knowing that we've passed all the requirements for grade E air quality. We consider our compressor to be the lifeblood of our operations. Not only does it need to be operational, it is critically important that it produces quality air, free of contaminants, keeping our divers safe. Hopefully I've given you a little deeper insight into what it takes to be a reputable source for filling your scuba tanks. Way back in episode 17, I did a segment on Project AWARE, its history, and the work the organization was doing. I also introduced you to the 10 steps or tips for divers in making a difference, things like being a role model or being a buoyancy expert. 
One of the things that Patty and Project Aware initiated in 2018 was Project Aware Week. We are closing in on the third annual Project Aware Week, and it runs from September 19th to the 27th this year. So why are they doing this? Well, Patty and Project Aware want to jointly celebrate the power of the global dive community and inspire positive action in support of a healthy ocean. And we want to do this not only with our diving, but also with our everyday life. Our actions and our choices can make a difference. Why the global dive community focus? Well, that's pretty easy to understand. We, knew, we know what the ocean has to offer as divers. We've been there to see all of its wonders, and we've also been there to see its struggles. Who better than us to advocate for the oceans? One of the themes of this year's Project Aware Week is that one single person can make a difference. Earlier this year, I attended our annual PADI update by our regional manager. Ironically, it was in, in person just a couple of days before the lockdown. During that presentation, Rob introduced me to a slogan that Patty has put forth. Seek adventure, save the ocean. That's pretty powerful. We all know about the adventure part, getting to explore so much of the planet that most people don't experience. Patty training and travel has been enabling the seek adventure part for a long time. Their commitment to Project Aware continues to work on saving the ocean. But this year, there's a renewed effort on one single person making a difference, and that's becoming a Patty torchbearer. Inspired by the Patty logo, torchbearers are committed to take the health of the planet and taking steps to heal the environment. Patty's mission here is to create one billion torchbearers by 2015. Certainly a bold endeavor. That's why one of the things we can do during this year's Project Aware Week is to promote the recruitment of Patty torchbearers. Becoming a Patty torchbearer doesn't cost anything, and you can easily do it from the conservation tab of the Patty website. Some things that torchbearers think about are being stewards for the ocean and your local beaches, ditching the disposable lifestyle, being a voice for the ocean, shopping sustainably, and finally, choosing experiences instead of things. A billion torchbearers is a big number and will be a very big voice. Project Aware Week can also be a time to conduct the Project Aware Specialty Course or other AWARE courses. We're going to be conducting the Project AWARE Coral Reef Conservation Specialty Class during Project AWARE Week. And we are also going to make it a point to have our social media focusing on seeking adventure and saving the ocean and concentrating on the 2020 Project AWARE themes. A few weeks ago, we were at our first open water certification dives in Rhode Island a beautiful spot, but also threatened by debris. One of our newly certified divers ended her dive 
with a disposable coffee container. There was noticeable trash on the beach and in the shallow areas among the seagrass. So now I'm thinking we really need to incorporate the Project Aware Dive Against Debris specialty class into our schedule, and we're going to be doing that in October. Our shop is proud to support Project Aware with our 100% aware commitment and the Project Aware specialty course we routinely offer and the new things we have out there from Project Aware. 2020 has certainly been a challenge. Take some time during Project Aware Week to reflect on how we can move forward together and become a patty torchbearer and make 2021 the turning point. Needless to say, the worldwide pandemic has seriously impacted our next dives. We recently had to forego our trip to Nassau and diving with Stewart Cove Dive Bahamas in October. We do know that eventually we will return to normal and we'll be traveling again to fantastic dive locations. With that in mind, on today's installment of Your Next Dive, we are going to Coco View Resort on Roatan in Honduras. For a number of years, we had heard about Coco View from one of our instructors, as this was one of his favorite dive destinations. So, way back in 2013, Donna and I had the opportunity to go to Coco View when the shop was running their annual trip there. Roatan is an island 35 miles off the coast of Honduras. It is 49 square miles large, and it, has, it is 28 miles in length. When you arrive at Roatan's International Airport, you will be met by the resort staff and board a bus for a ride to a boat landing. There you'll take a short boat ride that takes you to a small key where the resort is located. Let's start with the diving. Coco View has what they call the front yard. You get to the front yard by walking in the water and taking a swim out to either Coco View or Newman Wall. Right in the middle of the front yard is a wreck called the Prince Albert. The diving in the front yard is open 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Great for doing a night dive or maybe even a a sunrise dive. Having access to unlimited shore diving is definitely a big plus for dive locations. When we went there, they had a policy where you did a checkout dive in the front yard first. You did a couple of skills with your dive guide, mask flood and clear, then regulator recovery, before heading out to the wreck and the wall. I can't remember any other location I've been to where you had to do a checkout dive with skills. Not sure if they still do that, but no big deal. I went back to my logbook to see what dive sites we visited. We did Valley of the Kings at 76 feet, Calvin's Crack at 90 feet, Too Tall, Too Small, along with John's Spot, Mary's Place, and Anka's Place. All the dives gave gave us a myriad of life, coral, with 80-plus feet visibility, and bottom water temperatures in October between 80 
to 86 degrees Fahrenheit. They have this routine where you'll do a dive at one spot and then they drop you off either on Coco View or Newman's Wall for your second dive and you make your way along the wall back to the front yard and walk out. Some folks didn't like that after a couple days. Everybody's a little different. Their main dive boats are 50-foot-long U.S. Navy boats that have been redesigned for scuba. They are spacious, well-maintained, easy to get on and off, and get you to the dive sites quickly. The boats dock right in front of your gear locker, and your gear locker is actually like a Quonset hut, but it, it's, there's one for each boat, and it's open at both ends, and you'll get a little storage locker inside that Quonset hut. The dive team will take your stuff to the boat if you indicate that you are diving on your storage locker. It doesn't get any easier than that. We were fortunate to stay on an over-the-water bungalow connected by wooden walkways, a spacious room with French doors that opened up to our private porch with a hammock. You can also choose a cabana or oceanfront room. You'll have all your meals in the clubhouse restaurant, all the typical breakfast fare followed by lunch and dinner with a Honduran flair, and if you desire. You won't go hungry. The clubhouse is a gathering place for free seminars, enjoying your favorite beverage, playing pool, or visiting with the resort's feathered residents. While we haven't been back to Coco View for a little while, I'm sure that they are still the first-class operation we experienced. If you're considering a trip to Roatan when the pandemic has passed, you won't be disappointed for making Coco View one of your next dives. Well, that wraps up episode 41. Hope you enjoyed the show. I'm excited about Project Aware Week this year, as we have a few things planned at the shop. Once again, I want to thank you for listening and your continued support of the show. Please pass it along to others. I'll be back again in a couple of weeks with more Scuba Shack Radio. Until then, take care, everyone. Scuba Shack Radio is a bi-weekly podcast in support of our mission to empower individuals with knowledge, ability, and experience to venture underwater in pursuit of their aspirations and to advocate for ocean health and sustainability. Talk to you next time.